0: So pictures of uh, Ryan Field is being demolished as we speak in Evanston. Yeah, so you got KU is demolished part of their stadium. Be all kinds Ryan of ruckus Field. in that neighborhood. Ours was cooler. Nebraska will demolish part of their stadium mm-hmm. after this upcoming season. Yeah. Uh, that's an interesting segue now to Amy Just of Oof. the uh, Lincoln Journal star who joins us now.
1: Good morning. <laughs> Good morning.
0: Yeah, that, that had no correlation to this yeah. segment. So None. I, just, I, just, I mean, you yeah. could
1: have made a KU reference there, mm-hmm. but... And also, it's their whole stadium that's gone, not just part of it. It's mm. all gone.
0: Yep. Well, now they get to play at a soccer stadium and then Arrowhead.
1: Oh, yeah. Kind of I'm fun. definitely going to a game next year just because of the, the weirdness of it yeah. all. Do you have to
2: wear a scarf at the uh, at the uh, the soccer stadium? Because uh, soccer well, fans wear scarves.
1: If we have to, I have a couple. Have so. you seen the date
2: right. of those games? There are not going to be a lot of scarves. Yeah, but no, it doesn't matter for soccer fans. Do they wear scarves even when it's warm-out? Doesn't yeah. matter. We got their soccer score a lot,
0: uh, you have uh, written a lot about Peyton Rob on the uh, Nebraska wrestling team. And I think I we have. should I think we should have a dude and a dudet list at Nebraska of like athletes that are just they're they're unbelievable. Um, I'm gonna add Ridge Lovett to that because watch oh, it, uh, watching, oh, that, yes. watching that entire duel yesterday against Penn State and especially his where he didn't lead until late, and then he stays unbeaten at 21-0. He just is that dude at 149. But watching that yesterday, and Penn State won their eighth Big Ten title, regular season title in their last nine, and Kale Sanderson has a juggernaut going. Um, how much of a gap do you think that Mark Manning has shrunk between where Nebraska is at wrestling-wise and where Penn State is in the last couple of years?
1: I think that Nebraska is in a really good place. Granted, yes, it sucks to lose to Penn State. But again, they got, what, three three wins mm-hmm. there yesterday? They got to a great start, so, Caleb Smith. That's amazing. Caleb Smith has had two, like, huge upsets in the last two weeks. That's amazing, mm-hmm. right? And then, yeah, it sucks that you lose to Iowa, and you've lost to Iowa so many times. But, like, you also just destroyed Michigan who's a top 10 team. So, yeah, I think that he's doing a really great job. Um, They've they've got some really good wrestlers. It wouldn't surprise me if they get, you know, more than two All-Americans again.
2: Uh, Yeah, I'm sorry, Amy. I didn't mean to cut you off.
1: No, No, you're good. I just Ridge is so fun to watch. He's also like a really good person, which is makes it even yeah. better. Um, but yeah, all of those guys are fun to watch. They're and they're all just they're fun.
0: Yeah, that was people that they
1: was really <laughs> care about each other, and I don't know what they have going is special. Yes, they've lost you know more duels than you would want, but man, there are some success stories in that program.
0: Yeah, that mm-hmm. was that was great viewing yesterday for that duel. I mean, you're wrestling in State College. The last thing you need is for the ref to help out Penn State. But I thought Nebraska had a great showing. But that, but Ridge's match, um, I mean, he's behind 3-2. He's taking on a freshman, gets a takedown. You're number one in the country and he battles back to win. He's a dude.
1: Mm-hmm. He's so good.
2: Just, and, and I want to, I'm just going to ask you more about Mark Manning. There was a the time I got a chance to talk to him a lot more and he just – it doesn't seem like he's changed at all as far as – I mean, there's there's the enthusiasm. Except for his hair. Well, well yeah. <laughs> and when you've been there that long, that'll happen. But as far as his overall enthusiasm, when we always kind of look at guys that have been doing this for so long or coaches in general that have been doing this for so long, you always wonder, like, is there is there a change in their tone or the way that they're leading? And in a way, it almost seems like that energy, it's its not wavered, almost like he's even re-energized too. And just – you feel like this wrestling program is always going to be under – it good leadership with him around, but I just, I, I don't see like really the the end in sight for him. I, maybe you're seeing it differently.
1: So I don't have the, the fortune of knowing Mark early in his career. Right. Mm-hmm. So all I see, what I see from him is all that I know. And he is, you would think that he was like a young coach, with right. like the energy and the enthusiasm Absolutely. and everything that he has. He's not the only like incredibly tenured coach that's been here for a long time who's like that, Mm -hmm. right? You have John Cook, who's like that, who has said that he has more energy and enthusiasm for coaching now than he ever has before. You have the soccer coach, who's the only coach that the soccer program has ever had, signed a contract extension. Um, John's never leaving. Yeah, that man will outlive us all, I think. And then, you know, you have him who's been here forever, and they had one of their best seasons ever last year. And then you have uh, swimming and diving. You know, Coach Morales has been there forever, and he's incredibly enthusiastic because he's got some of the best swimmers in program history, you know, currently right now. Like, there are so many coaches here who've been here for a long time, and they're all... Like young coaches and super energetic yeah. about what what they have, and I think that's really special and a testament to this place.
0: Hey, we know uh, and Amy Justman, Lincoln Journal Star is joining us, and you wrote a, a lengthy column on Glenn Thomas and his journey and what his journey will be like getting to know everybody here, especially the the quarterbacks. Um, and it it was it was really good. It's it's an interesting background of a guy that has a had a had a football life at all the different levels to now get to working at Nebraska, back with Marcus Satterfield, and more importantly, Matt Rule. Why do you believe, after listening to Glenn Thomas last week, why do you think Glenn Thomas will work in the current setup at Nebraska from the coaching standpoint to the guys that he has in his room?
1: I think that it all like works together. I think that him having experiences with, you know, guys like Matt Ryan, all the way down to true freshman walk-on quarterbacks at, you know, a D2 school and Temple. Like, and if you can marry those two, like, experiences together, I think, you know, that could be pretty special. But he's also worked with quarterbacks, like, good ones. Like, P.J. Walker was a good college quarterback. Um, you know, I mean, he threw for... 2k plus all four years you know with a couple years of at 3k or almost at 3,000 so I think that he personally has that experience and then you pair that with people that he's worked with before and he's known for decades like I think that you don't have to hit the ground running like they did at Temple when Matt Rule didn't really know him Like they they already know each other, they speak the same language, and they know that there's a lot of work to be done, and there's not going to be any time wasted with that. So, I think just all of those things together make this the perfect opportunity. And then you have the domino effect of Marcus Satterfield now gets to work with a position that he's really comfortable with, because he's coached tight ends before, he's coached offensive linemen before, he was a wide receiver, and he's coached wide receivers a lot. So, I think that people now are in their best places to succeed, and I think that will help Nebraska greatly on offense.
2: And Amy, we've heard Matt Rule now say this uh, a couple of different occasions about the expectations uh, of Dylan Ryla and trying to really shed that whole okay, the five star, the you know need to be the the true freshman phenom and and lead this offense. It, it seems like he's Matt Rules made it more of a day to day approach when you do look at Glenn Thomas and being able to pair him with that, what what do you kind of anticipate the overall vibe being around how they are managing Dylan Ryle? And I don't want to make it sound like he's the only guy in that room, but I mean, he's the, he's the one we're talking about the most. What What's your sense of between Glenn Thomas and Matt rule, how they're managing that situation with Dylan?
1: I feel like all good quarterbacks, coaches are like almost therapists. Mm-hmm. Like, you have to manage some ego a little bit. And I'm not saying that Dylan has one. I'm just saying that with the, the attention that is on that position from a public standpoint, from it, it just being like a very visible position, like if you fail, everyone fails, even though that's not true, but that's the perception of that position that you have to, have a little bit of a therapist in you to yeah. be able to manage some of that. Cause the highs are really high and the lows can be really low. And then you have all of the public pressure on you as well. And for, you know, a kid who should still be in high school, right? Like, let's acknowledge that. Like if he was, you know, a normal person, he'd still be in high school. Mm-hmm. So, and having the weight of what feels like the world on his shoulders is a lot for a kid who should still be in high school. So I think there's gonna be that aspect to it to like, and not to use a coaching quote, but to use a coaching quote just to like block out all of the noise. Cause the noise around him is really loud. And it's not just from us in the media, it's from all the fans who see him in public. And you know, won't let him watch a basketball game because they're lining up to take pictures and autographs in the middle of a basketball game. So they have to move him to the floor. Yeah. Like, dude hasn't even had one practice.
2: <laughs> right.
1: one, one practice. But does and so I love the excitement, but we also need to like let him, you know, be a kid who's but, eighteen. But
0: doesn't that come with the territory, though? You know what it you're does. you know what you're getting into, and he's he's had a life where. He's seen the same reaction to his dad, you know. His dad is back in Detroit or wherever, and people go, "Oh, there's." I mean, I, I think, I think at the end of the day, and I understand what you're saying, Amy. It may actually at that position at that university in this state, it actually may benefit him because he's used to it. It's not like, "Oh, oh my God, sure. and now I got to go into." I, I, hey, hey, you got to change my classes. I can't be taking classes on campus. I got to take online classes, and I'm just going to come straight to the facility and. And just work instead of being out there where everybody knows who I am.
1: Yeah, and look, I get that, but it's also like a distraction to other people. (laughs) Like it may not be a distraction to Dylan, but it's also a distraction to other people.
0: So sticking with that, so um, your colleague and our friend Tom Chattel sat down with Matt Rule, and they, wide-ranging conversation, um, they got in not only Matt Rule and I I said earlier, I think he's one of the rare coaches since T.O., at Nebraska, that really likes being the head coach and embraces instead of fighting it for everything that goes with the fishbowl and you know being the guy in charge. But one thing uh, Coach Rule said to Tom is he said, "For me, it's a marathon, not a sprint." When talking about expectations for Dylan, so how, in your mind, after listening to Glenn Thomas, is Nebraska going to be able to balance the expectations where I think the kid thinks it's a sprint? The fans think it's a sprint. That's a good point. The staff is like, no, no, we got... It's not just one game against UTEP. We got this game, this game, this game. We got three-plus years. How do you think they're going to balance all of Mm -hmm. that?
1: I think it's just like an education process. Like, Nebraska fans have been told to be patient for, like, my whole life, basically. (laughs) So, you got to keep being patient, especially with him. Like... You're all patient with your 17, 18-year-old kids. Why would it be any different for someone who is, you know, one of the faces of your program? Like, be patient. Like, you just, you have to be. Because if you're not, you're, you're setting yourself up to be disappointed. So, you know... Like I say in my personal life, and this has nothing to do with Nebraska football, but it might help okay. some of you. If you have low expectations, it's hard to be disappointed. <laughs>
0: that, please tell me you have a t-shirt that says that. <laughs> Set that bar low.
1: <laughs> I mean, but seriously, like, just be patient yeah. and let him grow with baby steps. And maybe he'll come out. And be one of the most dominant quarterbacks we've seen around here in a long time. Or maybe he'll struggle early adjusting to the game because the speed is different. Like, we don't know that yet. Mm-hmm. It is February 19th. And so, be excited. Be cautiously optimistic.
2: Amy, I but, want to, Oh, no. Sorry. Go ahead.
1: But if he comes out and has like an okay game, the world is not ending.
0: Oh, yeah. He's a freshman. Yeah, it's and then there's that matchup the following week against Shadur, and I'm, I'm a little sarcastic. But... <laughs> I I know what you're I know what you're getting at.
1: But yeah, just be patient <laughs> and low expectations.
2: Real quickly, I wanted to switch over to basketball because I I think you were kind of maybe seeing some of the similar things that I was in that game where it involved Jamarcus Lawrence his role off the bench, and then in that matchup especially where he was able to kind of get you some transition points too. Are are we seeing maybe the best way to use Jamarcus Lawrence in your opinion?
1: Yeah, I think so. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: And I think that obviously it's a different scenario, but when they did the same thing with C.J. Wilcher last year,
2: you
1: could see it click for him too that way. So this is not a new thing that Fred has done with his players. I just think that Jamorcus is seeing the game differently and it's helping him. He looks a lot more aggressive. He looks a lot more confident. He just, he looks like it's clicked in a different way for him coming off of the bench and whatever works, man. Yeah. Like, I just think that he looks like a completely different guy out there in this new role. And I like it, you know, You need to have him be successful if you want this team to have a shot of winning. Like he's not gonna be like the top scorer every week or or every game or whatever, but like when he's playing well, you're gonna succeed. When he's seeing the floor and seeing passing lanes better than he was before and he can set everyone else up for success, that that's just a recipe for winning, and I think that you're starting to see him get it, and I'm really going to be interested to see how that plays out.
0: All right, what do you got coming up this week? What are we working on?
1: Me? Um, Well, I have a swim feature this week. Had my rifle one go last week. Um, uh, Some basketball stuff. I've got a big basketball feature that I'm working on, but that won't go this week. That'll go closer to the Big Ten tournament, so... Um, but yeah, I had to sit down with uh, a player and we talked for about an hour and we mostly talked about things that weren't about basketball. So should okay. be fun. All right. We'll mm-hmm. look forward to it. As always, we appreciate it. Have a great week. Thanks, guys.
0: Amy Jess from the uh, Lincoln Journal-Star. Quick break. Come back. We'll put a uh, wrap on it. Uh, busy, busy sports day today. You got UConn and Creighton Women on Big Fox coming up at 11. Daytona 500 is on Fox coming up at 3. And then Big Monday. Iowa State, Houston hoops tonight. Yeah, Yeah, giddy up! Some stuff there. Let's go, Jed Bartlett. Some stuff. (laughs) Sixteen twenty the zone.